the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Daily it is right here, all time. Boy, there's a lot of lightning strikes this uh, afternoon. Sky was like a dismal looking type of gray. But that's the way it is sometimes out here. You know why? Because you've got the heat coming off the mighty Mississippi River. And when that heat goes and it meets the clouds in the right way, all of a sudden what you got? Friction. And when that friction hits, what does that mean? Lightning. And that's what we had today was magnificent. I love watching lightning. I love it. Hey, uh, what happened to me earlier today? In a way, it was a, like a weird blessing. The Lord will bless you, but in a weird sort of way. And a lot of the problem in America, especially the world at large, is they don't understand the Lord's blessing. Because the blessing can be a negative in your opinion, but in reality, if you don't deal with it as a negative. So I said to myself, you know what? At 1245, I was sending out all the elements that go with this show. And all the sound bites and all the music and all that stuff. And then the guys, they put it right in to the slots. And then I talk and yak around it. So, 1245, my computer freezes up. It ain't sending nothing to nobody. Nothing. Uh, I say, okay, I'm going to give it a little time. It's going to warm up, blah, blah, blah. So, it's 1.30 and it ain't sending nothing. So, it's kind of like I was... Semi-miffed at the whole deal because I put all this time in last night. Now, I put all this time in this morning to get all the sound and, and edit it up so it was just the good sound. And I couldn't send it. So I called Commander Vip Jim, and I said, Commander, I'm coming in, but I have no ammunition. He said, do not worry. LL Cool Low will be here to help you. And LL Cool Low did help me. He said, don't even worry. Automatic will be here today to help you. And automatic has just rolled in. So that's what happened to me, Auto. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I'm at the Bluff City Grill over there. I talked with Mrs. Gross, Miss Gross over there. She is the owner. And she saw me at the table and I was crying. I was crying because my computer didn't fire off my stuff. I didn't have a show. And I was crying. And you know what she did? What's that? She gave me some fried corn with lots of butter on it. Oh, I became happy. Absolutely. Just very, very happy over there. Bluff City Grill is delicious. So thank you for being concerned, by the way. Automatic, of course. You're wonderful. I said, what are you going to do? So I started calling my friends. Just shooting the S with friends. With that in mind, I go now to, I'd have to say, my best friend from 1964 when we first met up. And we first met up on the football field. I was playing for Short Ridge High School. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this guy comes up to me because what happened was I was what's called a monster, man. I was a middle linebacker. No, no. What, what? You got knocked out, man. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to tell the story because I'm truthful, yeah. all right? I tell you what, I knew this is the one friend that would be an endangerment as far as bringing him on the air is concerned. So I tackle this guy, but it's like his helmet goes back then. We only had one band around our helmet, not a full face mask like they got nowadays. One band. That was it. Well, his helmet goes underneath the band and straight up into my face and knocks out my front row of teeth. First two teeth are really jagged looking bad. So I'm over there all dejected and everything. And this guy comes up to me, and he looks like somebody's dad. And I think to myself, <laughs> and he had a camera around his neck, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, what's well, a dad taking pictures of his, of his son playing football for Shortridge? And so he looked at my teeth like I was a horse. And, and it, was, it was judging my age by the size of my teeth. And, I was uh, concerned. He was concerned. concerned. And that's where we met. And we became friends, fast friends from there. We played in bands together. And uh, now... This young man, who at one time was one of the premier pastors in the Indianapolis area, having one of the biggest churches uh, in the uh, urban sector, is now relaxed. He came out of his retirement, is now one of the premier real estate agents in the area known as Charlotte, and uh, that's in North Carolina, by the way. And uh, he's my friend, Roger Holloway. So, uh, Holly, that's what happened to me today, man. My computer gave out so that I had to go off the top of my head. And it's what they call using your brain, I think. Well, thank God for the fried corn, right? Because otherwise, <laughs> you know, you would have melted into obscurity. But, uh, I mean, wh- why you got to depend on all that technical stuff, man? Why don't you do- just be you? Well, you know, that's not a bad idea because I dig being me right now because a lot of times I ain't being me because I got to respond to political stuff because you got to talk to politics, you got to talk to sports, you got to talk everything because people talk. Everything, but you know, I dig being me here today, and well, I'm I'm amazed that you spend so much effort in your show prep and all the extra work that you do. Let's just stop right now and give them a big round of applause. Auto, cue the applause track. Auto's applauding too. You work hard. I know it. All right. Well, I tell you what, I don't work as hard as you because you do sales, and sales is hard, buddy. You're selling houses left and right out there in Charlotte. What is it about Charlotte? Charlotte's awesome, but actually, I'm a YouTube creator, and I'm spending all my time these days yeah. with my dog, Jack, the real estate dog, and we go out and shoot videos for there YouTube, you and that's what attracts people, yep. you know, from St. Louis and uh, California and yep. New York to move to Charlotte, and what is it about Charlotte? It's a great city. Yeah. Well, all these folks who are leaving St. Louis uh, over the next year from the Centene Corporation, Centene, they're coming baby. to Charlotte, yeah? I know. Centene, baby. All right, easy. Easy. I got the memo. Yeah. So who would have known that both of us, 70 years old, all these years later, from when we first met, I think it was 1964, that we would be on the radio today yakking up our friendship? Well, obviously God knew. And, Not a good you know, point. God, as Brian Wilson saying, God only knows. But here we are, man. We're still hustling. And that's right. what I love. About what we do, you know, we're both you're hustling over there on the River Bend and Alton, and I'm hustling here in the Greater Charlotte area. It's just I'm closer to the ocean than you are. <laughs> this is the mid coast, though. That's what they call it, the mid coast. This is the middle coast, the coast 
the banks of the mighty Mississippi. So we have a water solution to the situation, at least. I, I remember I, I produced some videos with you. We were driving up about two, two or three years ago on one of your YouTube channels. We were driving up and down the Mississippi there, and you were, I was holding the camera, and you were explaining about Ponce and Lewis and Clark right. and all That's these right. guys, man. All of them, man, because I know the area. I would, I would have been a good tour guide. for. The, in fact, you know, the guy who runs the tourism board here, the Tourism Bureau, that would be a good gig for me here. That's what I'm thinking well, about. He, he, he and I were on together a few a couple of months oh, ago. together. Right. The guy from uh, – but here, here's the thing, man. You and I both get to Key West, right? Yes. Um, and you mentioned to me one time about the guy at Key West that drives the little choo-choo train. I know. He just, That'd be the he, ultimate he's gig. A tour guide. I think that's a good gig for you. That would be the ultimate gig, and I'll tell you why. So all you have to do is say, hey, that's, uh, you know, John Hemingway's house. That's uh, so-and-so's Ernest, house. So-and-so. Ernest Steele. Oh, Ernest, Ernest Hemingway's house. And, uh, and uh you, you know, back to out. high school, you never did that well in history. So go ahead. Yeah, John, Ernest, whatever. <laughs> just point out whose house they are, and you go, whoo, whoo, pull down the string on the on the little whistle. And that's all you have to do, man. Ain't no thinking to my, it at all. My man, ultimate my man whiffle. My man whiffle. <laughs> well, I, I, I just thought that would be the ultimate gig, man. Then when I told you about it, and that was my dream, <laughs> you, of course— <laughs> make me feel like that's less than a dream that any man should have because of the fact. But you don't understand. I am in my last days. I don't know. I'm looking at auto. Well, I'm looking at auto. I'm looking at auto over there, and he's got one eye on the machines, and he got the other <laughs> eye on me because he's looking to take this gig off of me. When oh, I pay, he's auto, hoping I pass in it right now, in fact. Did, did he change his name? His automatic. But did he yeah. used to be auto trader? Ooh. Oh, auto trader. No, it's O-T-T-O. Okay. okay. But auto trader would be what it, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah, sir. I got you. So tell no, pe- tell people about how wonderful I was in high school, man. Next. <laughs> no, you you and I were like we were we went to a high school that was eighty five percent black. Yep. And uh beautiful academic environment, beautiful cultural environment. Yep. Uh, you know, Kurt Vonnegut went to our high school. That's right. You know, the writer. That's right. I mean, it was, it was a great high school yep. and a lot of heritage. We had a daily newspaper. I was the photographer. Now I'm doing yep. videography, you know, for YouTube, but I was the photographer. And uh, it was just a great high school. Now, you being wonderful, ah, ah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we actually had a radio station in our that's high right. school, an FM radio station. That's right. And that's how I got my start in radio. You were kind of a Johnny come lately, you know, but uh-huh. uh, I, I started when I was a senior at that high yeah. school, yeah. Uh, being on the radio every day, but not you. Nah, I was a smashy come lately, man. Well, that's true, too, but you have, your band was called Frenchie and the Wee Wees. Yeah, that was a great so band. Do the math on that. Do the math. Do and the math. Your band was called the Weeds. And, right, but, and, but, but yeah. a year later, no, i got to interrupt you. A year later, we started the <laughs> ultimate party band, college party band called Pure funk. That's, That's what, what we, we did. did sixty nine. Think right. about sixty nine. That's right. Buddy. Woodstock. The same month that Woodstock happened, That's right. we had our opening gig That's as right. pure funk. That's right. Think man. about it. I know it. I know it. White boys playing black music, man. We had all the gigs. It was magnificent. Well, you and I got up and we hustled. That's we the did. thing. That we, we got did. up and knocked on doors and we worked the band. We sold the band. So that when you mentioned sales, sales is a hard gig, and that's yep. why. Our rock and roll band was was eating, and uh, other rock and roll yeah, bands were not. That's right. 
That's right. And, you know, I'll never forget there was a band called the Screaming Gypsy Bandits, which were, I thought one of the great names, man. And they were always angered because they were playing all the hippie music and wondering why they didn't get the gigs. But we did the parties. And that's why all the frats and the dorms and everything hired us, but wouldn't hire them because it's all the hippie music that you couldn't really dance and or party to, man. It was just that stuff you got stoned to and enjoyed life with. Well, I don't know about all that, actually, but I do I do know that we, uh, yeah, I was just coming in when we counted the four, but the cool thing that you and I have back then, yes. we had a great band, and yet you were the front man, and I was the drummer on the back, and yep. when the song ended, yep. then you would go over and confer with the keyboard player about the next song, and mm-hmm. I would just kind of start picking up the patter, mm-hmm. start talking to the band, work in the crowd, work mm-hmm. in the room, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I would make you look good. Because and that was a difficult task. I would make you look good <laughs> and let all your jokes be funny and all that. I was I was your Ed McMahon, Johnny, and it worked magnificently. It did. It was great. It good memory. It was magnificently, man. We were like, uh, I remember when uh, Slappy White uh, was teamed up with uh, Golly, who was that guy? Well, it was like a Rowan and Martin type of thing. It was laughing. Yeah, yet we were businessmen. You know, we yeah, were businessmen. Right. And right. people didn't understand business, uh, bands didn't understand business back then because they all thought about the music. Well, we had the music covered, but, uh, you know, then they would go to an agent. And the problem with an agent is the agent is only going to take care of what the agent wants to take care of. They don't necessarily take care of everybody. So we just took care of ourselves, man, and we worked right. we all the time. Of, yeah. And when we show up knocking on doors on a Monday morning at the some of the different colleges around uh, Indiana, you know, we went to mm-hmm. Purdue, mm-hmm. we went to Hanover College, right. we went to, you know, to Wabash College, mm-hmm. we went all over, we'd get up and drive and, yep. and sell, 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 and when people would see you, they were like, oh, you're the front guy, they didn't know who I was, but yet, you know, I was driving driving you around, mm-hmm. so it was a good, a good partnership. Yeah, it was, and so now, all these years later, I ask you in all seriousness, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well... You're still selling uh, uh, for Mrs. So-and-So's Grill, fried corn, and I'm over here uh, selling on, on people moving to Charlotte, and uh, you're on the radio, I'm on YouTube, and hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's fantastic. So now, you know, we got a lot of folks from Centene maybe listening here. What What is it about Charlotte should, uh, when they come over uh, there, be looking for Roger uh, uh, Holloway? YouTube channel, gonna love, Roger They're going to love Charlotte, man. All right. Oh, they're going to love it. What, number one. You and I both grew up in Indianapolis, similar climate to St. Louis. Yeah. And, dude, first of all, they got to sell their snow plows. Yeah. That's the first thing they got to do. Yep. And they're going to love the moderate climate. We still have four seasons, mm-hmm. but they're moderate. You yeah. know, and you can get up in your car, get up, get up in the morning on a weekend and drive to Asheville and have lunch and hang out two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Get up in, your, in the morning and drive to Myrtle Beach and have lunch yep. three hours and 15 minutes or Hilton Head or Savannah. I mean, this is like close to the mountains, close to the beach, moderate climate, and it's just a great metropolitan city. You know, uh, Otto's over here shaking his head, nodding his head in the affirmative. What is it? You're agreeing with Mr. Holloway here? Absolutely. You know, and specifically, I I love the Asheville area. I was just there last week. Uh, It's one of my favorite areas in the country. I love the Smoky Mountains. I love the the southeast part of the country. So I agree with Mr. Holloway here. Uh Uh-huh. That's well, very rare for you. anyone you to do. Keep your job. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> of course, you're right. You're right. So I mean, Asheville is funky. It's uh, fun. Uh, Biltmore's there and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a beach guy myself. Smash has been auto. Smash has been down to the beach with me a couple times. We shot a few videos in Hilton Head. That's and, right. Um, you know, it, it, we just uh, it, it's a it's a great place to go. Exactly. So. 
question then uh, comes, and that is, how in the world, because everyone would like to know, how in the world does a pastor who is pastoring one of the biggest churches, urban sector of Indianapolis, say, I'm going to retire, I'm going to go away for a little while, and then I'm going to come back and be a real estate agent? God's call, or what happened, Holly? Well, you know, I did it for 27 years, I know. pastor in inner city church. And it wasn't one of the biggest churches, but it was a great church in that we were multicultural, just yep. like our high school was 85% black. Yep. The church that I pastored for 27 years in the inner city was typically about 50-50, black and white, 60-40. Mm-hmm. And that was a beautiful experiment to living out love and, uh, you know, to just living out the gospel life. And so uh, at a certain point in time, I felt like I'd done my job and it was time to head south uh, about 12 years ago, which I did, and got into business and and then now uh, consequently into real estate and uh, kind of reinvented myself as a YouTube creator. So yep. I'm having a blast. Right on, buddy. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on bye. here. Bye. Okay, bye. That's uh... Otto, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Bye. Thanking Otto. Okay, fine. My uh, friend, uh, Roger Holloway right there, just bye, just like that. So my computer broke down. I had no elements whatsoever for this show. I called upon my friends. And I had really having a fantastic show here today. So coming back, we're going to turn you on to another friend. And I've known this girl, I think, since 1982. And she is one of these social media monster minds. You know, she understands how this whole thing works. So Susan Singer, beyond just a moment to tell you about her company, ReachDigitalManagement.com, because everybody, get ready, because we're all going to be working out of the house for a number of years to come, is my prediction own. Susan Singer, when we return here at Smash Daily. <laughs> if not the greatest rock and roll entertainer of all time right there, David Lee Roth from Bloomington, Indiana. That's where I went to college, Indiana University. He, of course, well-renowned with the Van Halen Brothers. That was a great band in its day. Too bad they got a, you know, but they came back with Sammy. That was killer. And then David Lee came back a little bit later on down the line. Most recently, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. It got too thin, all right? 
I'm going to lay it on line. Got too thin. In fact, that's why I'd like to see you fatten up a little bit, uh, Otto. You're a little too thin like David Lee was. Because David Lee had some heft to him, you know. But then he started losing his weight. And in losing that weight, he became emaciated. And in that emaciation, that ruined him because he didn't have the, shall we say, mendicity that he had to be the front man that he needed to be for a band like that. Nah, don't get me started. Hey, uh, I tell you what, had a little problem this morning. Computer decided to freeze up. Couldn't send out none of my elements. Couldn't put the show together correctly. So all of a sudden, I call Commander Vipchim, our leader here at WBGC. And he said, don't worry about it. LL Cool Low will be there. And LL Cool Low was here. And LL Cool Low is a producer of the new uh, Smash Daily podcast. I had forgotten that we had a podcast because, you know, everybody all these years has been telling me, get a podcast, get a podcast. You need to be on a podcast. I said, I don't know nothing about that stuff. All right. So, boom, you got LL Cool Low. And Cool Low takes care of it. And if right after the show, you want to go to uh, the Smash Daily at the Big Z, I think that's what it is. And then, boom, you got the pod, you got the whole, everything right there podcast style magnificently done ll cool low salute let's go to this young lady right on over here see that's 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 you know just computer and media type of stuff and i i don't take to it all that well not because i'm an old fart and i don't want to and all that i know how to use my phone all right everybody leave me alone after that but i go to this young lady and i said save me susan save me and she said well Okay. I said, no worries. I got it. I got, I got <laughs> you back. That's right. Now, how long, have we, how, long have we know, how long have we known each other? 82, 83, 84? When was it? Oh, now you're telling my age. Ah, yeah, well. absolutely. And you know what? Back then, I had a pea green duster with the license plate said jump. So I love that <laughs> intro. <laughs> Fantastic, huh? Wow, what a coinky dinky. Very, very nice. Very nice. Well, Susan Singer has a company called Reach Digital Management, reachdigitalmanagement.com. Go on over there, see the kind of work that she does. She's been taking care of all the smash type stuff for all the years. And I couldn't have a presence on the internet if it wasn't for Susan Singer. Now, one of the things that she does with reachdigitalmanagement.com and she gives you opportunity whether it be on the social media side just your own personal or on the social media side because you got to be dealing with it on the business slash professional level too and she takes care of all that kind of stuff and takes a whole mess of time and oftentimes just anger at yourself off of that because now you have opportunity to take care and be on top of your business how's all that play susan Absolutely. That I allow you to be fabulous. That's what that's it is. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, you, you have your website. Some people have them. Some people don't. Yep. Some people have social media. Some people don't. Yep. But they should all be connected but they, because they all support one another, and it can be complicated. Yeah. And that's why you and, call upon Susan Singer. So uncomplicate those who might be wanting a little uncomplication, just a little touch here so we can get folks to indeed save their personal and or professional situations at reachdigitalmanagement.com. Absolutely. So we, we, uh, 
we we moved down here to Virginia from Massachusetts, so yep. I can do everything remotely. Yeah. Uh, at this at this current point in time, I have um, my office computer strategically placed between the kitchen, the laundry room, and the total gym, and we right call it the nerve center. Nice. But <laughs> I can talk you through just about any computer yeah. issue. Or lately, my forte has been walking people through how to do Zoom conferences and how to sign up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it. it Sometimes just takes a, a phone call and you and I walking through it together, and y- you would be amazed at the magic we can work. Yeah, well, you got that kind of mind. I got uh, my my show producer here, Auto Automatic, and Mister Matic uh, knows a few things like you do too, but he's not as sharp as you. Any questions you might want to ask of Susan Singer? You know, I think, th- and thank you for the wonderful introduction, Smash. Uh, the the only thing I think I would ask is, you know, how do you speak to people who are unwilling to adapt and change to this new kind of normal from work from home. I know what you're saying. Like (laughs) me. Susan knows. There there are several videos out there, but sometimes you can't even get somebody to watch a video that kind of shows you the percentages of of people who are are on the planet that shop or or don't understand it or how the strength of it. So sometimes you can do that. I just generally explain this, some of my personal stories with social media and how strong it is and, and how much it's helped businesses to achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd you get started in this whole deal? Because I remember you knowing, uh, you know, Debs and Isaac and, and Ava. And uh, how'd you get started in this whole deal? I've always loved communication, and yeah. I actually was a te- – now, this will tell my age. I was a teletype operator over there in Greenbelt, Maryland at NASA. Teletype. Yes, you were. I forgot about that. Yes, I was. And I also did a little bit of police dispatching, and I collect old telephones and radios. So this was the obvious next yeah. step in my yeah. communication career. So. Right on. Well, how important is that social media personal and or pers- uh, and or professional nowadays? I don't know if people understand the importance, but there's got to be a level of importance that goes beyond the cognizance of he, she, or it that's thinking about this stuff. Well, it depends on your, your audience. If your audience yeah. is in their 80s, you're probably okay with putting whatever it is you want to sell or mm-hmm. whatever message you want to get out there in the newspaper. But anybody under that age, everybody's sort of catching on. And 10 years ago when I saw Facebook was coming out with advertising, um, I just loved the way that they did that. And I actually, at that point in time, had an online store and started using what they did to advertise. And it worked for me, but other things came to the fore. And I really felt like this is where I wanted to put my energy. Mm -hmm. What do you see as kind of like some of the biggest mistakes that people make when it's time to be dealing with social media, personal or professional? Um, some of the, I had one today. I actually purchased some roses from a beautiful rose farm in California that overnights them. And I went to share that information with my children and they did not have a social share picture. So there was no image of these beautiful roses in whatever I was sharing mm-hmm. and however I was sharing it on their webs mm-hmm. on my website yeah. or in a message. There was nothing to prompt somebody to go ahead and click on that to see what it was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing, and not having your your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything attached to your website. That's very important because they, as I said before, they support each other. Well, you know, I don't do that Twitter or Instagram type of stuff. Am I wrong or should I be 
uh, including that into the whole mishpoka that I got going. Well, since you asked, I need to shout out to LL Cool Low for getting you finally on your podcast because that's huge. Um, so kudos. Uh, yes, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, many people know it, but they are uh, interoperative and they own it. Instagram and Facebook are the same company. Yeah. And when you advertise, and you can seriously advertise um, for $20 and 100 people will get or maybe 500 depending on your location and you can target market Mm -hmm. which is what impressed me so much people who like to skateboard and they're between 18 and 27 uh, within 50 mile radius that that type of thing Mm -hmm. so now when it comes time that i'm thinking i also need a website you do websites for people too and they're very colorful and they're very informative and very kind of like engaging i salute you on that thank you and uh there are so many platforms out there i actually did go to school to learn html which most people that's greek to them if you if you right click and view source you'll see all the very complicated code in the background that make up websites yeah and uh, so i went to school for that but my kind of leaning is towards the already existing platforms like Wits.com or Yahoo Small Business or Weebly or that that type mm-hmm. of thing, GoDaddy, because it's easier for my clients. And you've done it too, Smash. You've gotten in there yep. and changed a word or put that's in right. a picture. That's so right. that that's kind of, um, I mean, I can definitely do that type of thing for you, but you can't break it. Don't be afraid of it. Get on any of those free ones and go ahead and play with it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said GoDaddy a moment ago, were you talking to me? Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. Ah, you're funny, yeah. baby. See, you're go funny. Daddy. Oh, I get it because you're of a certain age and you that's may right. not that's even know exactly what that means. Right. Exactly right. Kids don't know. <laughs> Old folks don't know. Hey, I appreciate you putting us in the know. If somebody wants a little deeper as far as help is concerned with your particular social media situation, with the website situation, this is the girl to call right there. Like I said, she's been uh, taking care of mine. Uh, what, maybe 20 years now, something like that? It's been probably about 15. Yeah, yep. that's we've, what I'm thinking. We've, and we, we've managed to, to stay friends through it all. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Because it can right. be frustrating, absolutely. Right on. Well, tell Keith I said hi. That's a good girl right there. She just moved to Richmond, Virginia. And uh, she's been a friend of mine since my days at DC 101. Fantastic day. Will you tell people out there that I was like, like the coolest DJ in, in DC, or will you be hesitant about saying that? Oh, people know who you are. You know, I've talked to people. They remember you. There, there, are, there are several pages here where I share. This is an, another strength of um, social media. I share your website and what you're doing on pages here in this area because the people do know you. Ah, well, beautiful. So that means like I was the coolest DJ in D.C. at that time. Oh, ever. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much, man. That's Susan Singer, <laughs> Reach Digital management.com
of course right there for some that's a lullaby but uh, they live a different lifestyle who am i to challenge who am i to prognosticate upon them in fact it was uh this week 19 whatever it was that john lennon got his green card that was a big deal back then john lennon trying to become a citizen of the united states an immigrant and they wouldn't let him because of drugs and all that kind of stuff and then of course they gave it to him and everybody loves john lennon i'll never forget I think it was December 8th. It's the day after my birthday, because mine's the 7th. And I come into, uh, I'm working at Kiss 99 in uh, Indianapolis, come in. And my partner, Dave, said, did you hear about John Lennon? No. This guy murdered him. Man, that was tough. That was tough, 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 tough. That young man right there is automatic. This morning, my computer decided to freeze up on me. I had nothing to send the station as far as content is concerned for this radio show and i had a good show put together too and so i call commander vip jim our vice president gm vip jim and uh, i say commander i'm unable to provide the showmanship that i indeed do purvey on a constant basis here at wbgz might i come in anyhow he said come along lad come along and i came in as the cadet that i am and the commander allowed me the aid of one known only as LL Cool Low. And LL Cool Low put everything into place as far as the flow of the show is concerned, and thus I was able to become Sir Smashington, as indeed I am known here amongst the cadets. With that in mind, thank you, LL Cool Low. Thank you, Commander Vip Jim. And thank you to the friends, guys. I said to myself, you know, instead of me just trying to do a show on my own, Call your friends, egg on it, and shoot the S with your friends. Because that's what people do. Just right. shoot the S. And so in comes this young man right over here, who I don't mean insult to, but I mean three-week vacation. Holy mackerel, pal. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, what uh, had you? Because you are the final friendship that uh, will be on the least today. I might continue doing it this way because I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I'm busting my rear end on, on the night before right. and the morning of. And sometimes, well, it's always good. Sometimes great, but never bad. Right. But I'm thinking to myself, this was fantastic. Right. Personal opinion, of course. And you know a lot of people. <clears throat> I do know a lot. I, could, I, mean, I just start in the, on the uh, Smash phone book here on my phone and call different people each day. And we shoot the S 
as you would with a friend. Right. Magnificent. And now it's our turn. Exactly. exactly. What have you, sir? You know, what do I have? Actually, I do have something pretty decent. That's what I, I thought you had I, something. I think it's uh, pretty good. Uh, now, I will say it doesn't look like we're going to have some favorable conditions tonight, but there's a great meteor shower mm-hmm. that's going to be passing over our section of the Northern Hemisphere Can tonight. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. You make all this stuff up, don't you, man? No, I... Th- I, I thought I was a good guy making this <laughs> stuff up, man. But no, salute to you. You got me beat, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean... There's just, a meteor shower tonight. There is indeed. Meteor shower tonight uh, that will be visible in the St. Louis area, all of the Midwest. But uh, as we look outside right now, it doesn't look what like... What am I supposed to be looking for? You know, well, have you ever seen a shooting star? I have. Okay, so a meteor shower is just a bunch of those. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can look online. Yeah. You know, talk to Madam Brainiac and say how yeah. many meteors per hour are going to be in tonight's meteor shower. I'm going to do it right now. Do it. Do I'm it right now. Madam Brainiac does say, because Madam Brainiac knows all this stuff here. So, boom, right there. All right. So, Madam Brainiac, how many meteors will be in tonight's meteor shower over the St. Louis area? Let's see what she said. Oh, she ain't answering, man. She must have been mad at me. Oh, here it is. They'll peak on July 29th. Right. With a waxing Gibbons moon, whatever that means. I can explain. Set, all right. Setting just at activity will increase. My goodness. Just say lots of meteors are going to be up. You were right, man. All right. You are telescopic as far as your forethought is concerned. Salute to you, man. You are a telescope, man. I, when I want to look to the sky, I won't even look up. I'll look at you. Just yeah, just call. You me. are the human telescope. You know, it's one of my one of my many um, eccentric hobbies is, is stargazing. But, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? A, a what lovely, have you found from that? What have I found from that? I found a way to look at. Um, you know, in specific, I guess it's. Too long an answer already. I'm trying to teach you broadcast. Right, right. It's it's my love for stargazing, for flight, and national uh, parks that uh, kind of form my overall thought. Would it's, you ever think to be an astronaut? That was my dream. That was my absolute dream You'd as a, a kid. You'd be a good one. You know? I was, and I'll tell you why. It's too tall. Because nobody would be uh, talking back at you up there. Right. Man. You can talk to anybody who was just like that. Exactly. Maybe just, the rhesus monkeys they send you up there <laughs> you with, know? but you never know. Just make it up as I You'd go. You'd be a good astronaut, man. But you, uh, can I say this? Yeah. I know I'm a little overweight and stuff. No, gosh. But you need to get a little fit, a little more fit if you're going to be an astronaut. My parents tell me this the all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right? You know, they say lay off the cardio and lift thin. some weights. You're too right. thin to be an right. astronaut, all right? Put on some buff. That's what I'm telling you, all right? Not that I'm an astronaut, but I know what these guys you look could like be. going into. I could. <laughs> you could. I really could. But that's what I'm telling you for the future, because you're the future of this country, man, guys like you. Isn't that scary? It's not scary to me. It's not scary? Good. Because I know you're going to be gone. Right. So, and <laughs> I'll be on Mars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So continue, please. The meteor shower. No, yeah. Me. Meteor shower tonight under a waxing gibbous moon. Uh-huh. Um, and what is that? So a waxing gibbous moon, interesting way to think about it. You have a full moon, right? That's the exact halfway point between a waxing and a waning moon. Okay, and then at the opposite ends of those is a new moon, which mm-hmm. is the absence of a moon. Uh-huh. So the way you can think about it is this. Uh-huh. When the moon starts to wax, that's when you're adding pieces of the moon to the sky. So it starts small as a crescent and yeah. gets larger. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. And then when the moon is getting smaller each night, yeah. that's waning. So think, you uh, waxed it up, yes. and now yep. the rain is uh-huh. you know, wiping off the wax. And the gibbous comes from the gibbous monkey, or what? You know, to be honest, I don't really know what that yeah. piece comes from. Right. I, it's crescent. You have to know everything. Right, exactly. It's crescent, quarter, gibbous, full, uh-huh. new. And wow. then Yeah. 
See, I didn't know that kind of stuff. There you now. go. I learned stuff. That's what that's what I'm here for. That's what it should be. Is is that the older should be learning from the young? Yet the young need to pay attention to the older. Because Absolutely. A, what we have is what's called wisdom. What right. you have is just reckless abandon. Absolutely. And you can learn from that. People don't get that. Now. It's just useless facts on my end, where you're reckless actually abandon. helping the future. Yeah. That, you know. That would have been a good name for you, Reckless Abandon. I like that. That you would know? have been good. We'll save that for another uh, uh, incarnation. Exactly. See, the thing is, automatic stuck. Yeah. Now, when I walk into the station, everyone just calls me Otto. My man, Otto. Exactly. That's it, buddy. They ought to start calling you that on the streets and make you feel like really one with the universe. You know, I should change my business cards to automatic. That would be good. I man. should. Yeah. Could you O-T-T-O imagine? O-T-T-O space M-A-T-E-K. Exactly. Automatic. Huh. I'm going to tell my boss tomorrow I'm no longer uh, my, my former name. Yeah. I'm going to be addressed as auto from now on well it's just like anybody who changes their name huh let me ask yeah. you this are you bringing a bunch of circus people tomorrow is that what the deal we're gonna is? have a handful of circus people and uh discuss a, a your wife's one of them. my wife's one of them and uh the the other person is is a professional circus performer my my wife is of course just an amateur performer but yeah. pretty pretty good nonetheless right and talk about a um a non-for-profit circus school in st louis that i think is bringing a lot of good to the community and especially to a lot of kids who, like me as a as a young one, had a lot of energy to burn off. So. Beautiful. All right, that's tomorrow. And who knows? Maybe I'll continue this format tomorrow. I like it. Hey, uh, so just real, real quick, in closing, we're going to Jerry or we're just going to close? Oh, we're going to go to Jerry, the philosopher. Exactly, exactly right, because we like to close with the thought that's going to get you, the listener, thinking. And there's no better philosopher in this particular epoch of time than Jerry Springer. With that in mind, I thank you very much for listening. Smash Daily it is. 4 to 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, right here, 107.1 FM, The Big C. If your lover tells you they've cheated, obviously that's bound to hurt. But more often than not, there are signs of a wandering heart long before you're ready to admit to it. And the truth is, even if you did notice that your lover is looking elsewhere, beyond bringing it to his or her attention, beyond offering him or her more attention, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. I know that sounds awfully negative, but this business of, well, you've got to work on a relationship, that may in fact be true, but it's hardly a guarantee that the relationship will therefore work. Certainly it's important to give attention to your partner, to treat him or her well with sensitivity and caring, and of course to devote time. But love is not simply a function of effort. It's not like lifting weights. The more you do, the stronger you become. If the feeling isn't there, no matter how much you sweat, lift, or do, it may not matter at all. The truth is, if your lover is looking elsewhere, it's probably not meant to be. Love is best and real, and in a sense destined, when working at it, doesn't seem like working at all. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. (laughs) 